Before we get started with today's episode, we'd like to thank all of our Patreon patrons. Your support keeps this podcast running, and we can't thank you enough. If you're not yet a patron and looking to support the pod, you can check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash TV. You can also find it on our Instagram and website, bingetowntv.com. Right now, we have two tiers available, Binge Townie and Binge Town Homie. The first tier, Binge Townie, is just $2 a month and is available if you just want to send some support our way. With this tier, you'll get a shout out from us on the podcast. Our second tier, Binge Town Homie, has all of our exclusive content. This tier is $5 a month and you get exclusive patron-only podcast episodes, early access to our celebrity interviews, exclusive patron-only unedited celebrity video interviews, plus a lot of other bonus material. We appreciate all of your support and hope you all join the fun because our exclusive episodes are going to get wild. All right, now let's get this show started. Let's go! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Town TV. This is Brian here with Paul and Jimmy, and today we're going to be covering the Disney Plus original series, What If? This is going to be episode nine entitled, What If? The Watcher Broke His Oath. And obviously, this is the continuation of a story that was set up in the previous episode. And overall, I found it to be more than a satisfying part two. We had a lot of action, a star-studded voice cast, You know, the Avengers freaking assembled with this voice cast for real. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was really, 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 really great. I'm anxious to hear what you guys think. Although we were just talking about singing our praises. So I'm I'm thinking it's a (laughs) thumbs up all around. Yeah, yeah. That's I said I didn't have any notes, but I just was ready to sing its praises because this blew me away. Honestly, like I had no expectations for this show. It was like Loki, honestly, where I went in and I didn't know every episode was going to carry over. I don't think any of us knew. Um, So the fact that it did and like the more you paid attention, the more like you got rewarded in the end, like Thor rocking the science tattoo, the entire like finale, like he's fighting for like his life and he's got like a freaking fresh science tattoo of a microscope. Um, And everything came together perfectly. The way Watcher literally went through all the universes and was like, hey, you got chosen. And then he looks at Stark and goes, not you, Stark. You fucking suck. You stay there. They threw some major <laughs> shade at Tony this whole entire season, man. Killing him off, telling him he's not worthy of the multiversal Avengers. Crazy shit for our boy Tony. Yeah. Attitude yeah, problem. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it was a nice Easter egg. Like, just the fact that we all know the past 10 years, Tony's been the centerpiece. So just having this where it's just like, we all need you, bro. Just as a joke. I thought it was yeah. funny. It's totally shafted the entire series. <laughs> this one was a nice icing on the cake. Um, but to get into it, that was Tony's only cameo in this episode was he was kind of paired off with Gamora. And it looks like they had some wild adventure that we did not get to see. And that was like the only quote unquote Avenger that was established in What If that we didn't get to see their stories. I, for one, was really after I saw that pairing and they were in, I forget how to pronounce the name of the planet but with the dwarf king yep you know melting down the infinity gauntlet and gamora looks like thanos like that is a story that i would have wanted to see i'm i'm thinking maybe we'll get it in season two never to veer never to veer yeah something like that i'm not good at that either but all i know is our boy Tyrion was there no no voice acting but he was there um 
apparently because of COVID and the production, we lost one episode and that was the episode that we lost. Damn. Uh, the premise was that Gamora defeats Thanos and that's why she has the armor and his weapons. And double. yeah, so cool. Tony and her friendship, the unlikely pairing was the main part of the episode. Um, there's rumors that we might still see it in season two. They might just throw it in there. Seem like they wrapped almost everything up until we get the mid credit scene. Paul, did you see the mid credit scene? No way, dude. Ah, you son of a bitch. There's a mid credit scene. Which one did you? No, miss there's again? not. I was scrolled. It, was it WandaVision that you missed it? Um, yeah, it was yeah. the end of WandaVision. Yeah, there there's a, no. Oh, uh, Brian, you see it? Oh, of course. I saw okay, it, man. There you go. Two professional podcasters and a noob over here. I hate uh, myself. But um, yeah, so maybe we will get it. But it was it was a great episode, tied everything together. Like Paul was saying, we didn't know if it was just going to be single anthology episodes week to week. Everything changes. They called back a lot of the episodes nicely. Again, we have to say it to Chala Chadwick Boseman. That might be our last time ever hearing him with new material for the MCU. Sad day. Crushed it. R.I.P. Wakanda forever. Yeah, we didn't think we were going to get him for this finale episode. Uh, I thought it was especially cool because this was another time where he got to interact with Killmonger, but in completely different circumstances. So it was really cool to see those two characters interact again. And (laughs) yeah, that was so cool. He was saying, give it to me, cousin. (laughs) He's like, dude, you're not you're not my cousin. Yeah, we're so not even close to being related. Universe is apart. It's very interesting who they chose for this multiversal Avengers just because, you know, you say no to Tony Stark, but then you're saying yes to Killmonger, who we saw from his episode is a little bastard. I was really upset about it, honestly. I was like, wait, that makes no sense. Why are you rewarding this dude that destroyed a world? And then when you realize that the Watcher knows all, knows all, and he's like, okay, I can better the world that Killmonger was in by taking him out of it and then just getting him in a constant struggle until the end of time. That's ridiculous, man. That sucks. So I kind of took that as the selection of Killmonger was a premeditated move because he knew that his betrayal would result in that infinite, whatever struggle between him and Zola. hundred percent. That's why they were making it such a big point that when they're going through the crew, and they're showing Thor, and he's like, "Hey, like, can you like order Chinese food?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, Doctor Strange like looks at the Watcher, and he's like, "Dude, like, you picked the team. Like, I can't believe you picked this team." Yeah. So it yeah. makes so much sense that they made it a point that Doctor Strange didn't know why, but the, you know, this is the group that that the Watcher assembled, and he just kind of trusted him to go with it, and that's why, you know, the Watcher never really told Doctor Strange the plan, even though he was like, I guess, second in command of knowing what's going on but it's awesome how he realizes it he's like yo the watcher knew that these two were gonna fight and we could just you know lock them in a little pocket dimension real quick and eternal struggle and hey guess what you have to watch over it i was like that's genius yeah not to jump all the way to the end but i was sitting there and i was like if they put this virus in ultron and zola doesn't take over to become a bad guy I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I what was the hell? Say, yeah. I was like, he's getting the dream. Literally, the virus is going into the freaking most powerful thing that exists. And Zola's evil and mm-hmm. he's going to have his body. And what they show with Vision 
And then his body or his face being on the body of vision is pretty much how he looks in the comics. It's the closest they've gotten to his actual comic counterpart. It's not vision in the comics, but it's an Android. So that was really cool that they actually did make sure he did turn evil. And then they figured out how to conclude it within a couple minutes. Right. And I have to imagine that that whole situation is a seed that they are planting. And I hope they harvest it sometime in the future, because think of how precarious that situation is. Zola, a superpowered evil person in a struggle with Killmonger, also a wicked, smart, powerful, evil person being watched over by morally corrupt, evil Dr. Strange. Right. If any of those three dominoes falls and that whole situation is released into the universe, this is just going to happen all over again. Oh, yeah. Which is something that I would watch. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's a thing. Like you look at what if season one and you're wondering, are they going to actually pull the trigger and make Uatu, the Watcher, intervene already. You know, the Watchers are around in the comics for a long, long time. And if there's going to be multiple scenes of what if, there could have just been a situation where Uatu was just the narrator for a couple seasons, and then the big, big finish is him intervening. But now we already know that he's intervening. So are we assuming that if there's a season two, three, four, five, that it's going to end up being anthology until it starts tying together in the end. And there's a big threat that the watch is going to have to intervene at the end of every season. And I mean, first of all, it'll be freaking awesome if they're going to just make these ridiculous villains every single season. Cause Ultron was the man. Yeah. That was like the coolest combination of bad guys coming together at the end. Um, I, would be excited if they did that, to be honest. I don't know, though. That would be hard to do. I would In my see, eyes. They could probably do it, though, knowing them. The smart, I would see bastards. them continue the anthology formula, and I'm not sure if it's always going to culminate the same way, like making an Avengers team to face like a catastrophic bad guy Every right. single season, I think they're going to follow this this anthology formula yeah, and just have standalone stories. But there could be some that are like three parts and kind of string together, you know, this, that and the other thing. Yeah, I mean, they got they are, freedom with the show. Yeah, they do. I mean, they're walking a fine line just because they went out with such a bang with season one that people are going to be like, wait, where's the bang for season two? If they don't do something crazy like that, you know, and it is just nine episodes, single you know, all concluding within their episode. But, you know, that's something we'll have to deal with when we cover it on the pod in a year or two, whenever that is. (laughs) My gosh, yeah, we have so much. All the articles I've been reading are just like, yeah, we're going to get back to this show, but it's going to be like three years from now and a million different MCU projects between here and then. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, they're working with 10 years of stuff to put in this so that they can have all these movies to change you know, the universe. And (laughs) if they do it next year, they're only going to have three new movies or four new movies or whatever. So yeah, yeah, it's probably a couple of years from now. All right. Just got to talk about how cool Dr. Strange was. I mean, we saw, (laughs) we saw him in his episode. What happens if Dr. Stephen Strange loses his heart instead of his hands. In the end, we saw him like absorb all these monsters, but we didn't get to see too much of the aftermath. And mm. my God, it was so cool. The flames coming out of the eyes while he was used, like summoning the dark magic. That was such a little touch. So do you remember when Ultron 
like his first really, really powerful attack that Doctor Strange kind of just like absorbed it. You guys remember that? Yeah, and he kind of gets surprised. Like it, he almost like reverses it, and then he hits the uses yeah. the stone. Yeah, yeah. Was for, that Doctor Strange absorbing it the same way he absorbed all the monsters to get like powerful? Like it, was that just him powering up again? That's what I th- was taking it as. I also for a second was like, did he just eat the stone? And then we see the that stone the on the ground, thing, yeah. and we're and we're we're fine. But yeah, I was like, did he just eat that stone or what? But I do think he just somehow absorbed it. It was a little bit confusing because you're seeing like all this destruction, then it, it reverses like you're almost thinking it's a time reverse, but then it kind of goes into his mouth and then you see his time stone. So I don't know. It's a little confusing, but I, I was down with it. So was I. It just seemed a little bit OP and something that they just introduced and like what attack can't he just do that to defend himself against? Also, his protection spells are awesome. Oh, they're hell so, yeah. They're so overpowered, but they're dope. Yeah. And I think it's important to talk about, you know, we brought it up. I don't remember, man, maybe episode three. I brought up the question to you, Brian. I don't think Paul was on. Like, can we take anything from these episodes to go further into the movies? Are they hinting anything at us? And not necessarily storyline wise, but you could tell who they're highlighting and who they're not, you know, and putting in our heads for the future. And they definitely want us to think Doctor Strange is a big dog, really, really strong. And they definitely want us to think Wanda is a big dog and really, really strong. They gave her a cameo that didn't even need to happen, but they did. And oh, sweet. Yeah, it was awesome. Because I was going through and I was like, OK, they introduced us to like a character from all the previous episodes. Uh, like, I wonder how they're going to tie in the zombie one. And then they do that. Like, yep. you just, why'd you do that? You know, it's going to do nothing. And he was like, no, 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 no. Way I wanted who's yeah. in there that came with it. Yeah. Another one I would say would be Captain Marvel. And she wasn't even really like a main character in it. But you said in the last episode, they made a point to throw Captain yep. Marvel in there to scrap with mm-hmm. this super powered Ultron. So they want us to know that Captain Marvel, very powerful. Yep. Yeah. At the very end, when Uatu puts Natasha into a new universe where an old Natasha died, which I mm-hmm. thought was a really cool twist. Um, and that would be episode threes. World. Yeah. Yep. The Hank Pym universe. Yep. Yeah. And that's the universe where Loki takes over and all the Avengers are freaking killed off. And Fury finds our boy Steve in the ice. Cause he wasn't brought back from the ice yet. And then Captain Marvel was who he calls. So, Natasha's there. Another Natasha, not his Natasha, but Natasha's there to help save the day. So, I mean, that was cool. I liked it. Yeah. And, you know, going back to the beginning of the episode, it was really cool to see the Captain America Winter Soldier parallels. We have Captain Carter pretty much being Captain America in the Winter Soldier uh, movie. We see Batroc the Leaper. We see a pretty much identical fight scene and, and conversation. I love no matter what the shield throwing and the and the fighting for that. And we already talked oh, yeah. about it. the animation makes it freaking awesome for what if we also see Guardians of the Galaxy. We <laughs> see T'Challa saving Peter Quill from Dairy Queen being exploded and him being taken over by ego. So, I mean, they called back a lot. They really did. It was really cool. But I just want to say freaking party Thor, man. 
Dude. Love him. <laughs> so funny. I was cracking out loud when he goes, Viva Las yep. Vegas. I literally have a note that says in all capitals, Viva Las Vegas. So freaking funny. Like, I love Chris Hemsworth so much. The fact that, you know, it's just him with his, like, casual attitude. Because, like, he does do that. Like, Thor Ragnarok yeah. did that all the time. I loved it. He's got, like, a whole new attitude now. Yeah, and... I love how Doctor Strange is bringing drinks to them and they, they meet at the pub and that was really cool for Captain Carter. But, you know, summoning the drinks and Thor's smashing the drink and one and another one and one some Chinese. He, he's just the goat, man. I mean, they're never going to go full party Thor in the movies just because they can't because he's a hero and they don't have time for that. They can do they, the funny yeah. stuff. They already never, had Fat Thor. They had yeah, like Fat Thor. Exactly. Like, They'll never go full on what if party Thor. So that's what what ifs for. And it's awesome. <laughs> fantastic i remember what i was gonna say earlier um they were giving us Petrock again in this what if um that fight was awesome mm-hmm. i love how he's like down to just put down the gun and then just go hand to hand oh yeah um, we also got him in uh falcon of the winter soldier what are the chances i'm just saying this because i love george st pierre the actor mm-hmm. that plays him and <laughs> Me i want to man back. he's the goat or, what are the chances he might come back in one of the upcoming movies as like a different universe one? I wouldn't put it past him, man. Anything's game. Jimmy, I believe in our fat dubs coverage, you described Batroc in the comic books as when they just needed someone for Cap to beat around like a punching bag. They just yep. bring in Batroc. So I could see them doing that again. I just really love that description. It's just, yeah. it's just hilarious to me. Like when he was debuted, I was like, oh, man, GSP. Hell yeah. And the fact that he actually has returned to the MCU multiple times is just awesome for him and us, too. I just love GSP. I mean, I don't know if I necessarily love him as an actor, but I love him in general. So <laughs> he's fine as an actor, but he's the goat as a fighter. So um, otherwise, guys, seriously, the the animation was phenomenal for this fight scene, this major, major fight scene that lasted a while between the Guardians of the Multiverse and Ultron. I loved how they were ripping him apart and showing the vision side of him when the armor was coming off. Yeah. I love how they talked about each stone being individual so the stone crusher didn't work. That was pretty cool because we know from Loki that there are a million stones and a lot of people were wondering why. And I don't know. I think it was answered for the most part. Only some people were asking why uh, Doctor Strange has a time stone, but obviously each universe has their own stone. So I'm not sure why uh, people were so confused about that. I know there's yeah. big confusion in the Spider-Man trailer why Doctor Strange has the Eye of Agamotto, or how do you say that again? It sounds about right. So I'm, I'm yeah. awful with these Agamotto. Agamotto, I think. Um, but pretty much the stone, it looks like he has it, even though we know it's not supposed to be there. For all we know, it could be another multiverses, another universe's stone. It could be something else in there. But I just thought the stones are just so cool. You know, I know that we're done with them now, pretty much. You know, <laughs> the TVA pretty much showed us that we're done with them and we're going to move on from there. But I just think there's such a cool thing. And anybody using them, any way to show us of something using them other than Thanos, because we already saw Thanos on the big screen. I just thought it was so fun. One other thing that I just want to gush about that I thought was super cool in the very beginning when Thor throws Mjolnir and Jonathan, Jonathan, his hammer, 
and Doctor Strange just like turns it into like a hundred of them, and they're all just flying around. That's so cool, dude. That reminded me of Harry Potter, Sorcerer's Stone, when he has to fly and get the one key. Oh yeah, all the many keys keys. when they're all just like fluttering around him. But yeah, the one with the broken wing. Yeah, (laughs) completely agree, Paul. That was like the standout animation scene for me. And then when he like has them all converge on Ultron and just boom, the lightning bolt. Yeah, it's cool, man. These are these are okay. Here's a question: Who would win, our Avengers or these Avengers? The Guardians of the Multiverse. Damn. I don't so, know, they okay. got Dark Doctor Strange, so I'm putting my money on him. You're right. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Are, when we say our Avengers, are we talking like right before the snap? Like, are we counting Tony and, and Hulk and Captain Marvel and just all of that? Or are we talking who exists mm-hmm. now as the Avengers? Really should have thought of this question and defined some rules for it. <laughs> um, just thinking about it, you know, Thor versus Thor. We have two Thors. They're kind of going to cancel each other out. We have freaking T'Challa. You know, on our side, we don't really know what they're going to do about Black Panther, you know, and, and how they're going to write off T'Challa. Um, but then we have Captain Marvel on the other side. We have, you know, the multiverse has a Gamora that freaking dis- that beat Thanos. So, I mean, it's it's pretty crazy to think about. And that would be a cool hypothetical yeah. to figure out i would agree with paul I, w- I would say that evil strange is the trump card in that i think so like i yeah. think he is the single most powerful person so they would get the edge yeah i mean he's a freaking beast and i think you would have to assume and hope that he's kind of reformed now based on the end of his episode and then this episode so him being on the good side and we saw the protection spells we saw all of his badass spells i mean he seems like I mean, it's kind of proven that he's better than the strange in ours. So you think that he is now on the good side or kind of closer than he was in the last episode that we saw him in? Because his lasting words from this episode are, of course, yeah, I'll I'll watch over them. After all, what are friends for? But that felt like kind of a double edged what are friends for? Because him and Uatu aren't friends. Yeah, I mean, I honestly think that he's. He's Doctor Strange, and he kind of woke up after he realized he destroyed his universe and he was pleading to Uatu. But at the same time, he has all that evil in him that he absorbed. I mean, no matter what, we saw random parts in that episode where he was kind of losing control and his hand was turning into the squid. And but I just think that he's reformed in a way, but he's always going to have darkness to him because of what he absorbed. So who knows when that could take over or if it could take over. He's I also mean, Doctor Strange, so he could get bored and then just want to play with it and then just lose yeah. it one day. Yeah. Like knowing him. Yeah. You have to assume that it'll come into play at a later date in one of the other seasons, not necessarily yeah. season two, but it could be any season. I mean, it's an all star three person voice cast that they can bring back with yeah. Toby Jones, Michael B. Jordan and <clears throat> Benedict Cumberpatch. But we might as well give our last due to the phenomenal voice cast. I'm going to give every single character that I can think of, even if they're not our MCU actors. So we have Jeffrey Wright back one more time as the watcher, Haley Atwell, Peggy Carter. I mean, I really hope that they can use her in live action somehow at some point maybe with Multiverse of Madness or something because they did really well with her. 
they established a pretty good rapport with her and Natasha in they this did. episode too, really which did. was. I hope it's not the last time we can see it. I'm still hoping they bring Nat back into MCU yeah. somehow. That's just such a gaping hole. I know, it really um, is. Peggy's such a badass. So she is. Her, I, mean, I hope she comes back. Agreed. It would be really cool to see like Peggy Carter seeing Sharon Carter and what Sharon Carter has become as oh, the, yeah. you know. So, all right, we have Lake Bell. She took over as Natasha. We have Frank Grillo as Crossbones, Brock Rumlow, GSP, George St. Pierre was Patrock the Leaper, Chadwick Bozeman, R.I.P. Wakanda Forever, T'Challa slash Star-Lord, Michael B. Jordan, our boy is Killmonger, Chris Hemsworth, really our boy, is Party Thor, Benedict Cumberpatch, Doctor Strange, Toby Jones is Arnim Zola, Tom Hiddleston was Loki, Kurt Russell is Ego, and again, we talked about this, he maybe had like three lines in the entire season, <laughs> but they still got Kurt Russell to voice act for this show. Unbelievable. Samuel Jackson, Nick Fury, Mick Wingert was Tony Stark. I thought he did pretty well throughout this show, even though he didn't get too much to work with. Definitely. Ross Marquand was Ultron and Cynthia McWilliams uh, took over as Gamora. And she was, um, I mean, to me, she's from Bosch and we talked that talked about that on our Patreon episodes, but she did well as Gamora, and it's a shame we didn't get that episode. Hopefully, we do at a later date. Maybe they'll give us a special, you know, exclusive episode randomly here and there if they don't want to drop it in season two. But I'm sure part of it had to have been started, you know, if, yeah, I don't know, COVID must have took over and they just couldn't get it finished. I would have rather seen that story than the Party Thor story. I'm sorry. Oh, you I'm I, would, sorry. I would see... Okay, I would Gamora rather see what? Tony taking on Thanos. Dude, Party Thor. Party Thor was fun. Yeah. Well, Party That's Thor to me and Paul is like, okay, well, actually, you know what? Let's have a little fun here. Okay? <laughs> I have no words. Let's have a little fun here. We are pretty much done with our recap of the whole entire series or season. I'm sorry. I have a couple things, and this is off the top of our heads. I literally made up these questions right before, so I didn't even have time to think. Let's start with tiering the episodes, okay? We're not going to rank them because I don't want to rank nine episodes, but let's just say, you know, let's tier them as top tier, bottom tier, middle tier. I'll start because while I was talking, I kind of already was thinking about it and you brought it up with Party Thor. So my top tier was the finale episodes, um, meaning part one and part two. I include Party Thor, I'm pretty sure. I include episode three. Wow. Yeah. I include episode three with the Avengers and Hank Pym. I thought that was great. Um, That ends it for me, I believe, with the top tier. Now, tier two, it's going to be easier for me to go tier three first. My bottom tier is only the zombie episode, and the rest are all going to be the middle tier. So we go top tier, my four that I picked, bottom tier, zombies, and then the rest are in the middle. Okay, I guess I'll I'll follow suit here. So my top tier would be the finale parts one and two, uh, the Hank Pym episode three, and then I would also include the Doctor Strange-centric, what if he lost his heart instead of his hands? I thought that might be my strongest entry in the entire series. I loved that Doctor Strange episode, personally. I did, too. 
Uh, my bottom tier, I would probably put episode one just because it wasn't anything new. It was just Captain America, the first adventure, but it's Peggy. Uh, then I would probably include zombies as well as Party Thor. Oh. Everything else is right in the middle. That is um, hilarious. So I went top, you went bottom. Yeah, it was. I mean, there wasn't anything of substance. Yeah, no. And I don't think it was like bust your gut laughing funny. So, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'd yeah, put it in the bottom own. tier. I, yeah, I'm fine with that. For sure, to each its own. But, yeah. Paul, let's, let's get it. Yeah, I was busting my gut laughing, honestly. <laughs> so I want to say Party Thor is definitely top tier. And I don't really have three tiers, it's kind of like two. Okay. Um, and I say like the the top one, the better one. I'd say you know when the world lost its heroes, episode three, episode four. That was the Doctor Strange one, and then um, I'd go and just say you know six, seven, eight, and nine. They were all I enjoyed them all. Six being Killmonger, rescuing Tony Stark. Seven, Party Thor, um, and eight and nine being the okay. finales, part one and two. And then everything else was just kind of I enjoyed it, but. Um, they were all kind of the same to me. I, th- I thought it was a really cool storyline, but nothing crazy. And I just thought Party Thor's writing was great. And that's why yeah. I love it. All right. So we got our tears now. Let's do something even crazier. And this is going to cause a lot of problems, I think, because it's a lot to ask off the top of our heads. And it's not going to be like put it on the board situation. Let's just talk this out here. Mm-hmm. So we have WandaVision, Fat Dubs, Loki, and What If. Give me your top three favorite characters from those shows. Top three favorite characters from that show. Um, I mean, I got to say. I would Loki. hope that you could lead us off because yeah, you're the yeah. one that knows. The oh, well, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll again, I didn't do any <clears throat> thinking either. And I'm literally going to do this off the top of my head. So I'm going to go here with something that Brian won't agree with, but I'm going to start with party Thor. I thought he was the man. I thought he was really cool. I thought that he was very unique because we won't see him full on like that in the MCU because they just won't do it live action. I thought the fact that we have him for what if was really awesome. Um, So he's going to go in there as one of my top three. Um, Jeez, man, this is actually really tough. I mean, what am I not supposed to say, Loki? And well, um, that's yeah, that's the thing. Are you supposed to say Loki? Which Loki, bro? There's a lot of Loki. Yeah, man. Do um, I like to define what the word variant means to you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what about freaking Mobius? Are we gonna leave him out? I'm not leaving him out. I'll tell you that much right there. Mobius. Mobius makes my top three. Yeah. Across those, across those shows. I would say with WandaVision, I don't. Okay. When we go characters, literally Kat Dennings as an actress jumped out. Um, I'm not going to go with Wanda because we've already talked about our thoughts on Wanda throughout that season. Um, I love Wanda as a character, but that doesn't mean I'm going to love it. Her as a top three character through all of these shows because of that. Um, I loved Captain America meeting Anthony Mackie. Damn, this actually might be freaking too hard. And if it's I say top one, and if I say if I say top five, then we're gonna be talking forever. So let's yeah. just talk out a couple people we freaking like. So Sebastian Stan. 
I got to say how awesome he was. Yeah, Bucky was the man. Um, so, yeah, I, let's just go through the shows here really quick. I mean, well, all right, let's let's change it up a little bit. And this is and we're doing this live here. We're doing this for the listeners. Let's say let's compare some of what if characters versus some of the characters we've seen live action in the Disney Plus so far. And I've already done that. I said I really enjoyed Party Thor because we won't get him in live action. Um, I thought that Captain Carter was really strong and, and it made me want to see Haley Atwell live action. You have to say something for that. Who else? Doctor Strange as evil Doctor Strange. We probably won't see him unless he goes to be a big bad. I can't see how he doesn't turn into a huge phase big bad if they don't go that route. And hey, they could and I would love it, but I don't think they will because now it would almost seem like a copy of what if. But that was awesome to see. Um, what else are you guys thinking? Can we get Infinity Ultron? Hell yeah, we can get Infinity Ultron. I, I mean, that character is just so cool. It's like a big bad with the traits of like another big bad um, smushed into one. Um, I don't know if they ever did it in the comics, but I mean, I thought they crushed it here for as little time as they had like creating his story. I he think was so uh, menacing. T'Challa Star-Lord was another really good one. I think him yep. becoming kind of the number two of the Ravagers, but still having that that heart of pure gold was was a really good contrast to our Star-Lord, whose morals were a little bit more compromised. I feel like we might have decided Gamora was going to be on that list if we saw that episode. I feel like if we Probably. see Gamora beating Thanos, we would <laughs> yeah. say that we like that. Um Honestly, otherwise, like, you know, we had versions of the characters we know and love with little changes. You know, obviously, we love Natasha. Obviously, we love, you know, Loki and things like that. But they were very similar with only little changes. And that's the points of the variants and the multiverses. Um, one other one for me is just because who knows if we're ever going to see him again, because technically, I guess he's dead. Killmonger. I mean, people have been asking for Killmonger. They were like, bring him back somehow. Make him Black Panther. Do anything you can. He's got to come he back. Did he have an on-screen death? Or wasn't he like... Yeah, I mean, technically... Down yeah, I mean, he because he... Yeah, it was technically not on-screen, I believe. And a lot of people were coming up with ways to bring him back. And, I mean, it's Michael B. Jordan, man. I, mean, I loved Killmonger. He was dying in T'Challa's arms as they were, like, watching the sunset. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it was supposed to be assumed that he's dying, yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's finish this one strong. Easy enough. Rank the four shows for me. Do your best. What are you thinking? Go. <sighs> Boy, Loki is number one. Yep, it has to be. Um, after that, it's actually really tight for me. I would probably go WandaVision number two. I really, really remember it fondly. And yeah. I wasn't on the podcast where you guys probably would have pointed out a lot more holes and made me way more <laughs> upset about it than I had to be. So WandaVision still slots in as number two for me. I think What If was a lot of fun. I'll put that at number three and not to discredit it because I loved Fat Dubs. Uh, Fat Dubs is going to be my number four of those four. And real quick, I did think of the top three in no particular order. Mobius, Mobius, Helmet Zemo from Fat Dubs. And oh, yeah. Oh, who was the other one? Oh my gosh, I had it. Let's just say Loki. Fucking love Dude, Loki. Well, you just nailed it. And all I, the variants. How did I forget Zemo? Like yeah. he's phenomenal. Jeez. The boss. 
I remembered it because I'm still doing my rewatch with Emma of all the MCU. We just did Civil War. He crushed that oh, film. Yeah, and I don't remember it because he he was kind of such a such a small bad guy in the grand scheme. The plot mm. of that movie was turning the Avengers against each other. Right. Holy shit, dude. Beast. I mean, he gets almost like zero screen time compared to how long that movie is. And they still make him up to be such a badass bad guy and then you throw him in to fat dubs when you know he can get his own scenes and it's like bro, daniel brule i'm pretty sure that's his the actor's name uh, <laughs> yeah for the low baby dancing in the club incredible he might I, be my favorite character from all four shows yeah seriously yeah I and i mean the new and improved maybe do we call her improved but the power broker sharon man she did it for me too oh yeah dude see oh. for that reason i'm gonna go uh, Loki number one, uh, Captain America, and the Winter Soldier okay, number two. Okay. Um, and then honestly, it drops off a very far down the list. Not very far. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just sitting on WandaVision. Just say it's WandaVision. No, but uh, down the list, I would then I would have Wanda at three, and then What If at four. I thought it was cool, but I mean the substance that you get. I mean, compared to the other ones, where the other ones were the, the writing and the story was so good. Yeah, um, I think we all agree, Loki, number one. I It's tough here because what if, to me, what if and Fat Dubs are going to be like bouncing back and forth between two and three. Um, if I had to give an answer, it's probably going to be recency bias, but I'm going to say what if and then Fat Dubs and then WandaVision. You got to um, rewatch Fat Dubs, man. Yeah, I do. If, um, if I can, I, I actually want to change mine. What if is my least favorite of the four? Fat Dubs is number three. I just okay. remember like how it introduced Johnny Walker and like the Flag Smashers was like a really cool human like bad guy. And like Fat Dubs was good. Paul, you, you're on to something, man. And here's so the good. thing, like, Brian, you weren't on the WandaVision, but with me, Paul, Luke and Zach, the comic guy, me and Zach, the comic guy, were the highest on WandaVision. And when we were saying we had problems with it, we still gave it. I believe I gave it an A minus or a B plus. So when I'm saying WandaVision is number four, they're all still A's and B's, you know? All right. So we ended the episode and Paul. Yeah, apparently, I'm look this up right now. Apparently there's a mid credit scene, Paul. And apparently you don't like mid credit scenes. So <laughs> me and Brian. Are gonna wait for you to watch it. How does this talk. keep happening? Oh man! You always scroll to see. I, I scrolled. I swear. The problem with what if though is that when you scrolled with all the other episodes, they like to use scenes and backdrops yeah. from the episode with their credits, yeah. so you think you're seeing something, but you're not. Um, I almost missed it. Not gonna lie, but I figured it's the finale. They probably have something. Maybe yours just doesn't have it because they don't. They don't want you to watch, bro. Oh, you guys can go like and no, talk. No, about we, it. no, you might as well watch and we'll talk. Oh man, you okay. want to give us a live? Look, I was scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Oh, it's Peggy. Yep. Okay. Okay. Oh man, Batroc just getting wrecked. Oh. <laughs> Batroc is considered a pirate. Yeah, they're like the Ravagers, I guess. She's building up, saying, so "Brace yourself." What's it gonna be, dude? Oh, Hydristan. Wait. Episode one. Steve is in. Could Whoa. be. Okay. Okay. So take a take a little bit of a think here and decide what we talked about earlier about the Winter Soldier movie. And in Winter Soldier, 
Petrock and the Pirates are trying to get into a safe that has like the shield information or whatever, it's documents and, and whatever. Now we're finding out that they're trying to get into a container that has the Hydra Stomper and someone in it. Well, is it going to be a Winter Soldier situation? Is Steve going to be bad? And, uh, and what cool. if, mm. you know, we have in Captain America, it's Captain America and Bucky. Okay. Those are the two. From, I'm talking about the movie here, the first Avenger movie. Then we have the first episode where Steve's kind of put into the Bucky position where, yeah. you know, she's Captain America and he's helping on the side as the Hydra Stomper. Yeah. The loyal is, like sidekick. So is this going to be a lover's quarrel? Are we going to have Steve come back and maybe have a little bit of a winter soldier situation? That's that's kind of what I thought when I saw it's it. A million percent what I'm thinking right now. So think Steve's going to be a winter soldier. Hell yeah. If he's so in that there, would only work if he's in the Hydra Stomper, though. Yeah, they said someone's in there. We don't know who it is. It could be anybody. It could be someone. And else. the way she was saying it was like, you should be happy to see them. So I don't think Steve's going to be a winter soldier. What could he do? do well it would be him evil using the suit i guess that's you know uh, i think i think they're just going to give it to peggy give her a happy ending and she gets to be with steve someone's inside okay it's steve so you think they're that it's not happy. it's not really gonna actually do much for season two and it's kind of just giving her her happy ending similar to natasha getting her happy ending where she gets to be a part of the avengers again no, I think it's going to do something for season two, but I think it just means we're going to have Steve as a partner to Peggy again. I don't okay. know. What would be the merit of Hydra making Steve a winter soldier in the Hydra Stomper? Because you couldn't run like a covert assassin situation in a Hydra Stomper. People are going to Yeah, see I don't know. We also have to remember that it's supposed to be 70 years after she's seen him in the Hydra Stomper and the Hydra Stomper, unless it's updated, probably is shit. <laughs> So true, true, man. I don't know. We'll find this out. theory. We'll yeah, find like it. three years, though. This was a great four season flop from Disney Plus to start out. They're 37 <laughs> in development shows and movies, <laughs> which is unbelievable. We have Hawkeye to look forward to. We'll see what we're going to do with that. Oh, Otherwise, yeah, Brian, I think it's I think it's time to take it home. Yeah, this was a really, really fun series to cover. We're, we're looking forward to season two and all the MCU projects that are going to be between now and then. I hope you guys enjoyed our coverage. As always, if you like what you heard, give Bingetown TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Visit us on BingetownTV.com and subscribe to our show on Spotify, the Apple Podcast app, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Once again, we are Bingetown TV, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.